How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are, did you record that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Okay. I think that's better intro than the uh, counting down numbers that don't know numbers. Seven. Six. Hoya. Five. Hoya. Forty-eight. Close. There's a four two, in there. And seventeen. Close. There's a one. Okay. One point no. eight. Right. Hi, Tara. Hi, Phil. How are you? I'm ducky. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We both just had some pretty bomb ass Mexican food. And now my stomach hurts. Yeah, it's <laughs> mine's gonna hurt in a little bit. Well, I'm already feeling it. So I got me some tums and green tea. Tum 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 tums. Who the fuck is Tom? I'm sorry. Oh. He was my first friend on Facebook. Oh. MySpace. You think Tom's got a Facebook? I don't know. Would he be using the same picture? Fuck, I hope so. I really <laughs> do. Just because I think that'd be funnier than shit. Like, he just never changes. His bio says, are you in my top eight? Yo. I'm in yours. Okay. I'm going, uh, for Halloween this year, I'm going as Tom. Oh, my God. Why? Because. Does it's that mean be- I have to be Zump? Shut your mouth. I will fucking brain you. Zump. Shut up. Stop. Zump. No, it's so... Oh, my God, I can see it. It's so, so for those who can't see the picture, because oh this is an auditory God, entertainment it's so piece, horrible. It is a picture of Trump, but over the main facial features of eyes, nose, and mouth, it is Zuck's face. God, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark <laughs> Fuckerberg. Mark, he's a... Zump. Fucking Zump. cyborg. Zump. The eyes are so soulless. It just... Dude, his skin... You know what? All right, hold on. I'm going to pull up a picture of what uh, Mark Zuckerberg Zump. reminds me of. And oh it's... I don't know. You've probably never watched this. Uh, watched the show. I gotta... Gotta wait for Phil, as always. No, it's not always, shithead. No, it's like he was a cyborg on Star Trek. Ah, fuck. I'm not going to... I'm not going to find it. It doesn't matter. He, he's, he's a fucking cyborg. And it's... It's pretty unnerving to see him. It's it's pretty bad. Like, I don't like it at all. Zump. Stop. It's going to give me nightmares. Good. It should. It shouldn't. No, fuck you. It's not It's not right. I mean, a lot of things aren't, but that's okay. I'm not, I'm not going to look for it. You done? Yeah. I'll find it later, and I'll send it to you, like, in the middle of the night. Okay. Like, when you least expect it. Like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and it's just going to be, like, a picture of a cyborg from Star Trek. You're gonna you're gonna go home and you're gonna tell me like, hey babe, I'm going to bed. I'll talk to you tomorrow, whatever. I'm gonna be sitting in my chair reading my book on my phone, and it's gonna ding. It's gonna be a Image. four. It's gonna be a four hour compilation video of cyborgs uh, dancing to a hardcore Russian bass with Mark Zuckerberg's face. This is what we've become. I'm formally challenging Mark Zuckerberg to a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> because he he's got to go, man. I'm sorry. He's got What do you think it's like working there at Facebook? I don't like know. Like like honestly. Like okay, so part of me is like, hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Kind of like, you know, the idea that I have in my head about working for like Google. It's like, okay, so everybody's got their own like little cubicle, but mm-hmm. they're open, so it's like more airy and you could talk to your neighbors and da 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 and like like they're all just sitting around bullshitting. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, they're all wearing blue because it's like the my the the uh, Facebook color scheme. Like they're all wearing like that blue and really light khaki color uh. and some variation. And they've all like all the men have like similar haircuts and all the women have like similar haircuts. And- but the but you know what? All the guys all the guys have one of those rubber uh, bands. 
You know, what I, you know what I'm talking about? Like the ones that have like a cause, oh, like yellow, yeah. red, or whatever. And they they all have the same one. And they've all got a leather watch. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all just like real laid back. Hey guys, let's let's hit up the bar after work and and let's relax. Oh, did you see that that so and so like brought donuts to the break room and like they're no. all like <laughs> they, they all just secretly hate each other though. They're they, like trying to get good shit out of the other. Like, did you hear that Nancy's fucking divorcing Carol? Like, it's fucking lesbians, you know? And then like this it, weird shit. What's gonna be great is like they all go out to the bar and they're like, you know what, guys, I'm gonna get a little wild tonight. No, I won't have a white claw. I will take a Coors Light. Ooh, yeah, they're like, that's ooh, he's going to the office. He's going wild tonight. And Jerry's like, going to wish he didn't dip out on us this week. Fucking I think it's like the same thing for Google, though. Like, no, they all think, work in like a similar type office, but it's a little more like traditional, like think, cubicle type. But they're all wearing red, green, blue, and yellow. Like, Different teams are broken up into, like, color code. I I think that's how it is in my head. And then you've Uh, got that one guy on the red team whose name's Jake, so they all pick on him and say he's, like, a trader from State Farm. You left left State Farm to come here. (laughs) You're just so happy wearing red with your khakis. What they don't know is Jake secretly goes home and is like, I hate my job. I hate my life. He contemplates killing himself and divorcing his wife at the same time because that's how fed up he is with the American system. He just comes in. That's me. He just comes in and his wife's all like, hi, honey, how was work? And he just shoots her a look like, don't even talk to me. He just grabs his Lagavulin 16 whiskey and then just goes into his bedroom and he just sits there. Just gun in his hand, bottle of whiskey in the other. And he just, Every day. Yeah, and he just he's like, today's the day. And then he today's just casually the happens to look up as the door starts to open to his room and it's his dog carrying a Frisbee. You want to play, Dad? You know, like those puppy dog eyes. And he's like, I can't do it, man. Okay, I gotta, I gotta live for this dog. Is it safe to say that we're gonna talk about work today? <laughs> and like hostile work. Okay, dude. All right. Hostile so, work in, in, in entertainments. Entertainment. That, that's fine. No. All right. So I've had in my life, I've had four total jobs my entire life. Really? I think that's how many I've had in the past year. But go ahead. The fir- the first job I've ever had <laughs> was I worked um, with my mom and her boyfriend at the time at this place called Arrow Machine. And they're no longer they're no longer in business. Okay. And I was uh, I was working under the table because I wasn't legally allowed to be there. I was uh, sixteen, and the hiring age is eighteen. Oh, okay. But all the stuff they had me do was just like you know, hey, go clean this, or hey, check these parts, or whatever. That place was cool, okay. and I know I've talked to you about it before, but that place that place was the absolute shit. It was the first time I ever had to like wake up early, oh. and I'm like, God, I hate this, I hate it. But the money was nice. Yeah. You know, 16, you're getting paid under the table. Fuck. Every dime that you have is fucking nice, you know? Yeah. Um, And then I, after I graduated high school, I started at my job that I'm at now that I've been there for... T- 10 oh, fucking years. Ten, God, I hate it. 10 years. Think about that. Decade you've been there. And in four more, you'll get your little badge that says I've worked here for 50 fucking years. Half a century. I, you know what? You're welcome. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to retire from that place. You're not? No. I'm proud of you. I'm not doing it. That's why I'm going back to school. That's why I'm doing the IT thing. Because I want I want to have a, an opportunity to have a job security. And I want to have us a better life. Oh. You know? So there's that. But I worked there. Uh, I work at the place I'm at now. I worked at a plastic uh, mold injection company in Menor. I remember that. That was okay. Because the extra money was super nice. Mm-hmm. 
and then I worked at GameStop. And I worked at GameStop for two years. And in those two years, if I would have kept my hair, it'd be gray. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Because just in those two years was just absolute. I don't know if you've ever worked in retail. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you know how much of a shit show it could be. I feel bad for those who have never worked in retail because they'll never know the true horrors of society. Yeah. Like, you could like you could go on TikTok or YouTube and see, like, all, like, the Karen blow-up videos. Yeah. They don't happen as often as, the, like, it's perceived. But when they happen, oh, they, when they happen. Oh, when they happen. Good golly, Miss mm. Molly. It is fucking incredible. You ever worked in the food service? I could never work in food service. Yeah, that's... I, would, I wouldn't work that's in... a whole I, different animal. I refuse to work in food, food service for two reasons. Because I don't want to know how my favorite fast food is made, which will cause me not to want it anymore. And I have no tolerance for being yelled at for stupid shit. So, like, sure. one guy would be like, you know, my, well, like, one regional manager would be like, I can't believe you didn't take the fries out of the, the fryer enough time, you know, way to go, Phil. Not and like I'd, be like, I'd be like, it's not that bad. Well, it can be, but it's it, the places I've worked were not that bad. Well, I mean, that's, that's good. But, like, I can, like, I could never work in food service. I also thought I would never work in retail. But, like, the retail that I worked was, like, it was easy for me because it was video games. Mm-hmm. So, it was stuff that I knew. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. I've low-key always kind of wanted to work at, like, a record store. Like, The Exchange or, like, one of those, like, hole-in-the-wall record, mm. you know, curator type. Just because I like the vibe. And I, he bought me my record player for all mm-hmm. the records I had, but no record player. Right. You know? I've worked at a, a few different scenes. And, you know, the factory scene, obviously retail i started in retail um but it wasn't like counter service retail it was back of house uh stock retail so that was for like autozone uh, AutoZone. okay so they have like did you ever work in like regular retail like clothes and shit did you yeah walmart oh and autozone yeah no when i worked at at autozone when i started my Mm. very first job ever was in what's called the hub mm-hmm. and it's basically a big ass warehouse where they store all of their parts for a region mm-hmm. or like they'll have two or three hubs per region and whatever store is closest you know that's where, where it's coming from okay and i would you know break down the truck it was me and two other guys we would break down the truck put it away scan it into inventory um things that were returned that were able to be resold we put it back in inventory mm-hmm. um we had the little scanner guns and we would go around, like the ones at Giant Eagle that you constantly shoot me with. <laughs> I'm a fucking child. What do you I want? I know. I love it. Well, they had those, but they had these huge screens on them that would tell you, like, order numbers and mm. parts and da da da. And then you would, like, pull off the shelves and onto a rolling cart, you know, the things that people ordered from various stores. And obviously, it would be marked for what store it's going to. And we had, like, those plastic totes with the interlocking lids. And yeah. You know, you pull them off the shelves as quick as you could, scan it in. All right, next part, next part. And then you, you go and put it over on this shelf that was, you know, designated for store 1749, which was Chardon store. I think that's a Chardon store anyway. And then, like, the whole this whole plethora of stores. Like, you, you can go out to Vermilion. You can go out to Amherst. You can go out to um, Chardon, like, everywhere. And we had these little vans with the with drivers and they would run three times a day. So we had three rounds of drivers. Mm-hmm. And it would be like 7 o'clock in the morning. Whatever was pulled the night before, that's what's going out. And then again at 2. And then again at 6. And little white vans with yellow stickers on them. How was my driving? That's what I did. 
And then when I moved out on this side of Cleveland, I got moved to the front of the store because I got moved to a store that didn't have a hub to it. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, so I had to then face uh, a bunch of old white men that think women don't know anything about cars. And then when I had a panic attack on the floor during a rush on a Saturday, the dude's looking at me and he's like, are you going to fucking do what I asked? And I just looked at him because I couldn't speak. And I'm like, fuck you. And I walked out. Nice. And my boss followed me and he's like, you are not okay. I need you to go over there by the dumpster and cool down. And then I need you to come back in and help. And I was like, yeah, that was a very bad time. I was also working at Walmart at that time in the deli. Oh. Yeah. I started in the deli there. And that was, I met some really good people there, but. Mm, the horror. The horror. Yeah. Like when, when you hear about like the people of Walmart. Some of those, like, those people of Walmart are the ones that work there. Mm. It's just fucking hell. I told a lady off, and I told her to go find my supervisor and tell him I was quitting because she wanted to start a fight with me over cheese sticks. Yeah. Now, when you say cheese sticks, do you mean, like, the pull-apart cheese or, like, Bosco sticks? No, like, like the the mozzarella sticks you would get from the hot side of the deli. Yeah. Easter weekend. That's right. You did tell me yeah. that. Oh my god. You Easter poor weekend. Soul. I had a full, full, uh, full closed or cold deli side. Like mm. people were just hoarding in this area. I'm over there trying to train somebody by myself because the other guy is on lunch, and this lady's standing down at the hot end. Which I don't think they're allowed to do. Technically, no, but we didn't have a choice because um, people like to call off and they couldn't keep us staffed. So yeah, we. Uh, I was trying to do that. They had put up, my manager had put up a sign on the hot end and it said, this end is closed. If you need something, go over to the cold end and wait your turn. That was just at the sign anyway. It wasn't as, you know, blunt. Right. Because people of Chardon suck. So yeah, I'm, I'm over there and I see this lady down there, but I'm totally ignoring her because I'm trying to do seven things at once while training somebody with a fucking slicer. Okay. This thing can take off your fingers really quick, really easy, and it'll be a lot of mess. And I'm like... She's going to have to come down here. And she's standing there and standing there and standing there. And finally, she's like, excuse me. You see me down here. Come wait on me. And I was like, listen, bitch. Here is my badge. I physically handed it to her. And I said, go find my fucking manager. Tell him I sent you there. Because I ain't fucking serving you. You see the sign? It's right in front of your face. Big ass bold text. I'm going and doing my job now. Have a nice day. And sure as shit, she went to customer service. They called my boss over the loudspeaker. And he came and got me. He pulled me back into the meat cooler, and he's like, what the fuck's going on? And I was like, bitch can't read. She obviously went to Chardon schools. <laughs> I'm like, bitch can't read. It was right in front of her face. All over from some fucking cheese sticks. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Mozzarella sticks are important, man. I mean, they are, but yeah. So I did eventually get moved out of the deli. I had to quit and then reapply to get out of the deli. Jesus. Yeah. Um. That's when I got moved into the, when personal shopper thing had first started for Walmart, the site to store thing. Oh yeah. Okay. I was, um, one of the guinea pigs for that. I was going to say, you worked at Walmart for quite a while, didn't you? I did. Um, I regret every moment of it. I met some good people, you know, like my buddy Ryan worked there. Mm. Um, Taryn worked there. We we had a bunch of people. I'm not going to name them all off, but. Right. You know, we had some, we had some partiers there too we had some good ones we had some, some julie brian worked there at one point casey worked there um other casey worked there cart pusher i don't remember his real name 
You just called him card pusher? Yeah, because he was a card pusher, and then he got moved uh, into the back to unload truck and shit with Ryan. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of them. We all, like, became this big clique, too. And then when I was working at Walmart, mm. I uh, inevitably quit AutoZone, which kind of was, like, a not great idea. I liked that job. But quit AutoZone, and then I was at Walmart, and then I moved into being a waitress <laughs> while Ooh. working at Walmart. So I was sleeping in my truck at one point. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, and it was cold out, too. Remember, it was, like, October, Ugh. November time, and I was sleeping in my truck because I couldn't justify spending the 35 minutes to drive all the way home from from my waitress job to drive 25 minutes back a couple hours later to Walmart to work a full shift to drive down the road to go to my my waitressing job and work another couple hours for a shift and then do it all over again. I was wasting more time and gas to go all the way home every day than just sleep for four hours in my truck. Damn. But that's not that bad because when I was working at Walmart, um, I'm sorry, when I was working at AutoZone before I started Walmart, I was also working full-time at a factory in Newberry. I think the biggest... We were really understaffed at AutoZone. I think the longest week I had was 120 hours. Jesus Christ. Damn near no sleep. I, I think when I... when I, Yeah, I think it was... It was right... Like It was to the point where I wasn't sleeping. I was doing a full shift at 5 o'clock in the morning at that factory... And as soon as I got it, I would sleep on my lunch break. And as soon as I got out, I would drive up to AutoZone and do a closing shift from like 2 to 11. Yeah, no, that's... And then I'd be at home by new, my well, midnight, sleep for two or three hours, get up and do it all over again. And my dad looked at me. It was like a Thursday that week. He looked at me. He's like, when are you going to fucking quit? When are you going to take care of yourself? And I was like, fuck you! Because I had to prove to him that I, I right. could do it, that I could I could make a lot of money and work a lot and da, 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 I'd be fine. And uh, I'm still carrying that little bit of um, heat we'll, we'll, on my shoulders. We'll break that of you. Because I'm also looking for another job. <laughs> no. We've talked about this. I know. We've talked about it. I got fine. But it's just one of those things where it's like all these other people can do it. Why can't I? And sometimes I can't even get it to 40 hours. I've done a lot of jobs. A lot of factory jobs. A mm. lot of waitressing jobs. A lot of dead-end little minimum wage jobs right you know and it's always been well you need to push for better you need a better this you need a better workplace you need to work for somebody who's going to take care of you you need to have a better pay you need to blah 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 you need to go to school and it's like says who right like how is one person supposed to balance all of that a personal life and school and work and no fuck that it's not no, there there is nowhere there is no written law anywhere that says you have to do all of those things. I mean, Christ, look at me. I went to school. Oh no, that's what my family tells me. Oh fuck them. We we've already had that long, uh, very heated, angry discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. Well, it's it, you know I have to do better for myself. You know I should should go to school, um, or I'm going to be a total loser and lead out of trash cans grandfather 2014 quote or i need to join the military because my life's not going the way some people want it to what i'm perfectly comfortable with the way my life is right now as you should because it's yours it's not anybody else's it's true it's just like "Mm, all right thanks for your opinion that i didn't ask for but you know there's also that part of me that's like well i could be doing better if i went back to school or i could be doing better if i get that better paying jobs so I could put more money away and still live, you know, the way I do. And, well, I could, well, I should, and then it weighs down on me. 
And it's like, I'm perfectly comfortable with my job right now. Okay, I guess perfectly isn't the right word because I would like to be off of third shift. It is dragging on me. But, you know, I have great people who I work with. Mm. Now very close friends that I work with. You know, we're, we're a team. We get shit done. I make parts for medical services and medical devices. That's obviously making an impact on somebody, especially these days. Mm. You know, I, I do work full 40 hours. You know, it's not like they're cutting me, you know, down to 32 or anything. If they cut me to like 24 hours, I could get unemployment. But we're not going to go into that right now. <laughs> you know, and then I, I'm comfortable. My bills are getting paid. I have a roof over my head. I have food in my fridge. But it's... It's tight sometimes. I just made a fucking double car payment on accident. I've done that. Mm. But, you know, that whole time that I was like, oh, my God, my account, my money, da-da-da. It's like I'm that much closer to having it paid off. And that was like a little bright light bulb in my in my moment. Yeah. It was like, you know what? It It's that much closer to being paid off. It's that much closer I don't have to deal with it anymore. It's that much closer I get to deal with 400 extra dollars a month. So... I don't know. I'm I'm what you would call a workaholic. I've been deemed a workaholic by various uh, sponsors, mm. uh, various employers. You know, they're like, you might want to calm down. Like, you're going to burn yourself out. You're burning the candle at both ends. You're going to want to slow down. Yeah. Like, it's not that important. And I'm like, no, it's that important. I have to keep constantly being busy. I have to be doing something. I have to be working. I have to be making money. And I don't know when to stop. And that's why that idea is floating around right now that I'm looking for a second part-time job. No. And my, my justification is it's part-time. It's not like I'm doing 80 hours a week. Yeah, but the way you are, they'll go, hey, there's an extra shift available. and they, Yeah. You know how hard it was for me not to sign up for overtime this week? For me to go in at 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow and then come home, go to bed, get up, and do it again at 11? Mm. Like, I was like, I can do it. I, I've done it before. I can do it again. No problem. I can do it. Marie, chill. You're allowed to have time for yourself. Yeah. But I, I'm also the kind of person that, that is embarrassed and feels shame for taking my vacation time. Don't. Uh, my allotted this vacation is the, You know what? And the, uh, this is a quote from uh, Gareth Reynolds of The Dollop. We're the only. Gary. The, we're the only country that shits on uh, vacations. If you really think about it, we we literally are the only country that shits on workers for uh, taking a vacation. Um, the 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 job that I had when I worked at Cortec, um, that wasn't out of like I need to do this because I need to make money. That was because I had put myself in a financial shithole, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, this like this is gonna help me. This is going to help me, and then it's going to teach me not to put myself back in that financial shithole. And I'm not, and it's it's great. Because, you know, when when we started, I think when we started dating, I was working at Cortec. You had just gone back. Yeah. And I, uh, I was doing it for basically just the winter months. But... Oh, God, let me tell you, them winter months, man, it was, it was, it was fucking, dragging on you. It was fucking rough. I hated it. I really did because the work was shitty. I didn't like, you know, going in all the time, doing all that stuff. But when I worked at GameStop, I probably had more fun working at GameStop than I ever had working anywhere because not only was I like, I, I was reliable, you know, I, I can't, I couldn't tell you how many times that somebody would call me like, I, if I just got done doing a 10-hour shift at, you know, at my place, mm-hmm. they would call me. or So I'd be on the way home going, like on a Friday, going, oh, thank God, today's over. I can go home and relax and da-da-da. 
and I'd get a phone call from my buddy Dana going, hey, man, I'm here by myself. My blood sugar's dropping. Do you th- I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And I call my my mom or I call my uncle up and go, hey, I'm not coming home tonight. Uh, I'm going to do a closing shift at GameStop because, you know, my boy's by himself. And, uh, yeah, we can't have that shit. When <laughs> we had a, uh, when when I worked at GameStop, when I first started at GameStop, we had an absolutely um, god awful assortment of people working with us. Like every single person that was that I was working with, we should have all been um, tranquilized, taken out back, and shot execution style. We were awful, but I loved every single one of them. Dom, Keaton, John, Dana, Croy, all those guys. We hate you, Croy. I I fucking hate you, Croy. I love you. Um, <laughs> I think I said that on another episode. I think you've said that on almost every episode I that I brought you. him up. Uh, but it, when, when Croy came back, cause he was in college, um, in, uh, Finley, Finley. when he came back, everybody was like, yo, Croy's coming back. Croy's coming back. Oh, this is going to be great. And I'm yeah. like, oh, cool. Croy. Who the fuck is that? The first day, um, I met Croy, he put his foot up my ass. Literally. Literally took his foot out, took his shoe off and put finger, uh, put his, uh, toe fingers sideways up my butt. And it was it, it was at that moment I knew that this man was going to be my friend forever. <laughs> um, when I when when I first started working there, when I met my buddy Dom, he um, he was he wasn't standoffish, but he was like Dom is who we call the the silverback. He's the gorilla. So <laughs> With he his was banana shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, he was very territorial. So it's like it, oh. it was like walking into a gorilla's nest. Like, hey, what's going on? I'm Phil, and he's sitting there going. You know, panting and, like, beating on his chest like a gorilla and shit like that. And I'm like, whoa, easy there, you know, Pancho Belgrande. It's okay, you know, whatever. And uh, we we had a very rewarding experience. <laughs> we uh, we, we found out that – so should I tell this story on, the, on, the, on here? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. So when my ex girlfriend before uh, before Tara and I started dating, we <laughs> hit him with the hard T. Um, I had been bro- I had been broken up with my girl with my ex girlfriend uh, for about I, I want to say a couple of years. It was about two. No, it was about four years at this point. We had been broken up, but she had kept coming like popping in and out of my life. You know, so it was like, okay, I'd go to a convention, she'd be there, and I'm like, mm, I hate this woman, and I lost a bunch of friends because of her. So Dom and I are hanging out, and we're bullshitting, and it was a slow day, and we had just started getting to know each other, and you know, we had a lot of similar interests, music and video games and shit like that, and we're sitting there talking. And he goes, "What's your favorite vacation spot you've ever gone to? Like, any, if you've ever gone out of the states or if you've gone in the states, whatever." I said, "My favorite spot so far that I've ever been to." It was Washington, D.C. And I told him I took my I had taken my ex-girlfriend there for our anniversary and um, the cherry blossoms were in bloom. It was I mean, I couldn't have fucking planned it better. Mm. Um, and I was talking about him. He goes, you know, you've brought her up quite a few times. He goes, you know, what what happened? And I said, she just she felt she just said she didn't love me anymore. And, and then he goes, who was it? I told him who it was and he's like short pixie haircut glasses. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, Oh yeah, I know her. I, I dated her. 
And I went, oh, okay. Well, when I told Dom who it was, he lost all of his color. Oh. Like, he went pale. And here, she had, like, so she was seeing him, quote, unquote, um, behind my back, kind of. Like, we had taken a break or some weird shit was going on like that. And I had uh, I had seen on her Tumblr page because she she had accused me of putting our dirty laundry on Facebook. And I never once put any like I may have made some like really emo 14 year old boy mm-hmm. vague posts like they do. Um, but I never once used our names, you know, so she was posting on Tumblr under its own tag of like this, you know, life or whatever, some shit like that. Well, I'm reading it the one day I'm at work and I'm reading it. And she told me, and it was the the day after this Halloween party at her local community college where this guy who she named Dom had kissed her. And I was like, that's it. Like I went like fucking, you know, they just hit the button on the nuke. I'm burning shit now. Everybody's going to die. So I, I told him and he, he loses all his color. He goes, yeah, I dated her after you did. And I'm look and I'm sitting there looking at him. I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense, because you, you have you just wait a what? Oh my god! And then it all clicked, and then we found out that you know I was her boyfriend. That he, it turns out he wanted to kick the shit out of me because she was telling him that I was a horrible. In her own words, I was the biggest piece of shit on the planet. And was saying all these horrifically nasty things about me that were just completely false, uh, total fabrications of, of every sort. And he's telling me all this shit. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there and I'm, I got like a thousand yard stare and all the puzzle pieces are falling into place. I'm like, son of a bitch. It was like, we finished an investigation on Breakpoint. All the pieces just fell into place. (laughs) And I'm like, son of a bitch. This makes so much more sense. So he goes, and I love him for this. Uh, Dom, if if you ever listen, I love you for this for the rest of your life. He goes. But when you die, he won't love you about it anymore. True. He goes. <laughs> so do you still want to be friends? Because, you know, the whole thing. And I, I got right up next to him and I put my arm on his shoulder and I said, you know what, Dom? She had a great set of tits, didn't she? And he's like. What? Like all of his color. He's like, oh, dude, the best. And we just sat there and just bo- just talked shit on her. And I'm like, that's how I knew that this man was going to be uh, my, my brother for the rest of for the rest of my life. And uh, I got a video that I want to show you later. It's it's completely stupid. We <laughs> we've done some ha- absolutely heinous shit at that place. And like I said, every need every one of us needs to be like we we all should be on. Uh, the FBI's most wanted list mm-hmm. for the kind of things that we've done and the things that we've said. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that kind of shit a couple jobs. Oh, God. I think the most heinous thing we've ever done was there was a guy. No, scratch it. Two of the most heinous things that have ever happened in my time while I was there. My manager at the time, uh, Josh, was working with me. We were bullshitting. And this guy came in with a voice box. Okay, like one of those tracheotomy voice boxes. Mm -hmm. And he came in and I was like, hey, man, how's it going? You know, help you find anything. And he didn't say anything. I'm like, all right, he's an older guy. So he's like, you know, he's scared or whatever. So he walks up to the counter and I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? Help you find something. And he pulls the microphone out of his pocket or like out of his hand or whatever. It's one of those small ones. And he puts it up to his throat 
and he starts talking and my manager, Josh, just like fucking look, double take, looked at him and then just fucking ran off into the back. Like mm-hmm. he's just trotting and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm talking to this guy and he goes, can you help me find a game for my son? And I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. What are you looking for? And I, I helped him found all of his stuff that he needed, got him a good deal on it. And he, he left. Go walking in the back. There's nobody else in the store. I open the door. I'm like, Josh, you okay? He's like hunched over and he's laughing. Aww. And I turn around and he turns around and he's got his phone in his hand. It was shitty. He turns around and he's got his phone in his hand like this. I'm like, the fuck are you doing? And he goes and hits the play button. And he had the song Intergalactic by the Beastie oh Boys God. playing on YouTube. And the start of that is uh, one of the guys in the band talking into a voice box uh-huh. to make it sound like he's a robot. And he is crying. He's like, this is the only thing I can think of when he started speaking. Oh. I'm like, you're an asshole. Oh, you oh. fucking dick. And I started laughing so fucking hard. Because I'm like, I can't believe you just, you did that. You fucking wretch of a human. Oh, oh God. I love you, Josh. That's He's terrible. a terrible. Le- it was terrible. Like, like I said, we should all be fucking gunned down. Yeah. I found out I'm I'm part uh, assassin. Oh fuck! There was a kid that used to come into the store. Uh, his name was Donnie. Annoying, and he said some like really not okay things to my buddy's uh, buddy Dom's girlfriend. Like she's really hot and is oh. basically hitting on her in front of Dom. And Dom, because he's professional, he's like, I just want to wring this kid's neck. But me, because I don't give two shits about anything. Like hey. Uh uh-uh, no, take your fucking creepy shit and get out of here. We don't need you, you know, diddling your wiener behind the, the DS games. Get the fuck out of here. So he was talking shit, talking shit, talking shit. I said, Donnie, you got to go, man. I said, if you don't leave, I'm going to make you leave. And he thought I was fucking with him. And I'm like, all right, that's it. And I fucking hopped the counter and I ran after him through the store. Well, it was like closing time. So as he was running through the store, he grabbed the gate and closed it but it didn't close all the way as it was coming down i shit you not you can ask the guys about this the gate was coming down and i fucking tucked my leg underneath my other one and like assassin's creed baseball slid underneath the fucking Uh gate as it's closing and donnie goes holy shit and then he just started booking it down the the mall and like the mall is closed so it's just him and all you hear is his feet just fucking slapping on the on the tiles right and i stood up and i'm like don't fucking go back, Donnie. And I go back in the store and Dom's like, dude, that was the <laughs> coolest shit I've ever seen. You were a fucking assassin. You slid th- under the gate. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I did. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, what's one of your uh, one of your best stories that you've had at work? Oh, I, got and- a, I got a little one. It's probably not the best, but it makes me laugh every time I think about it. I was working at AutoZone, and it was me. Lame. Uh, it was early in the morning, so it was me, the store manager, and the uh, commercial manager. Okay. The, the guy who call like, they get calls from, like, Napa. And the guy who makes the commercials. Got it. Yeah. So, it was the three of us, and we were hanging out, and there was nobody in the store, and there was, like, I don't know, rain. You know, it's just one of those days. Nobody's coming in. We're just sticking around. Well, Frosty, my manager, missed that guy. He was pretty fucking cool. Did you put he, fries in him? You know, when I first met him, <laughs> I did say, you don't look like a snowman or a drink, so I needed you to change your name. 
And that was like, that was his name on his tag and everything. But he handed me what's called like a flexigram. Okay. And that's when you move the shelving around and, and like display certain items in certain spots. And, and it's like this whole printout and it tells you like what product goes on what hook and what spot and da da da. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was doing the wiper blades in the middle of the fucking store. Nobody was coming in. And we're all just like, man, this sucks. And we all smoked at the time, right? So I'm I'm doing this flexigram. I'm like, I really don't want to fucking do this. Like, I hate taking all this shit down and, and, and rework it and everything. And so I'm, I'm sitting there. I don't want to do this damn flexigram, pentagram, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I think that's what they were called, flexigrams. But anyway, we're all bored. I hear Sammy come over the loudspeaker. Literally, he can. he's 10 feet from me. Picks up the phone, goes on the intercom, and goes, if anybody in aisle two would like a smoke break, if anybody in aisle two would like a smoke break, please <laughs> remain calm and, and head towards the door. And I just see the both of them staring at me and laughing. And I'm like, what the fuck? You could have just said it. And he's like, yeah, but it's funnier. And then when I finished, that same day when I finished moving all the wiper blades and shit around, he gave me a sticker of a monkey. Like one of those little kid stickers they get when they go to the doctor. Okay. It was a monkey sticker, and he's like, "Here, it's for your good, for, for good job, well done." And I still had it. I just got rid of it a couple days ago when I was going through shit. I'm like, Why'd you get rid of it? I don't fucking need a monkey sticker. It was scary. It wasn't even like a cute sticker. It was a scary sticker. I don't know where the fuck he got it from, but it, yeah, I kept it. You gotta watch out for the guys that randomly have monkey stickers. <laughs> or like the time when I was working at Waffle House, and the door shattered. Did I ever tell you that story? Mm-mm. <laughs> okay, so I was working nights at Waffle House, like 17 hours at a time. Sometimes it was like 12 hours at a time or 14 hours, but it was usually 17. And uh, it was a really windy day, but we were like, whatever. And when it was really windy out or when it rained really hard, the windows would rattle. Okay. Like, it had to blow pretty hard, but the windows would rattle. And we would be like, oh, it's going to snow, or oh, it's going to rain real hard, or ooh, we're going to have a tornado. You know, something dramatic, just to be like, because there's three of us that were really close that worked together. And it was just like, oh, you know, got to be dramatic. And it made the time go by. But there's this guy that came in, he was sitting at the high, high bar, and he was uh, kind of like one of them show-off he did, so he's like, oh, I got a gun in my car, and da 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 You know, one of those just trying to talk to I carry know. myself, I carry a gun uh, when I go into Walmart because I need to protect myself from the plants. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Well, this guy comes in, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm bragging. He's got bitches in a hotel room, and he's got a gun in his car, and... He's looking to get some good buzz. <laughs> I don't know. He was just... I wasn't waiting on him. My friend was. Any guy who says, I have a gun in my car and bitches in a hotel room is yeah. a psychopath. Mm-hmm. He is going to kill, murder, rape, and eat those people. He, you know, he, he's probably that kind that had him tied up and drugged out kind of thing. And I was like, whatever. So Jeffrey like, Dahmer is a personal friend of mine. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I invited him to a barbecue. Oh, fuck. Oh. He brought potato salad. Okay, as long as he didn't bring the, the main dish. No, so this guy's sitting at the counter, and he's bragging and going on about himself. Well, when it comes to paying his bill, he's like, oh, man, I don't think I got it. Like, can you help me out a little bit? And the girl who was waiting on him was like, fuck you. You're going to pay your bill, or I'm going to call the cops, right? 
Now, quote, knowing that he had a gun in the car, he didn't want that to happen. He's like, oh, no, man, that's so cool. I think I can cover it. It's fine. Da, da, da. Well, after a shit tip. Mm. And she was like, just get the fuck out of the store. Like, go. I'm tired of hearing your shit. You're, you're, you're causing a scene. Just get out. He pays his bill, and he goes to leave. Were there other people there? Yeah. Okay. But it was, like, late at night, so there wasn't, like, a full store. It was, like, a Thursday or something, so there was, like, nobody in there. Which was fine, because that meant we got the dick off all night. Um, which is what we did anyway, but... He goes to leave, right? And he goes into the vestibule. And then goes to open the, the main door. And it flies open from the wind and shatters. And he's like, oh, fuck. And he got in his car and peeled off. He didn't even turn his lights on. He just, he just left. So that tells you he didn't want to get caught, right? So we're just like... Fucker broke the door. It's like two in the morning. So we're calling the manager, the store manager, who's supposed to be in at five. We're calling the district manager. We're calling regional. We're like, what do we fucking do? Do we close the door? Do we do we lock the second door so nobody can come in, so nobody gets hurt? Like, do we leave it? Do we call the cops? Nobody's answering. And we're like, what the fuck? So Brandy and Fred are like, why don't you go up to Walmart and get the tools we need to take the fucking door frame off? So that it's not swinging shut and throwing glass everywhere. While, you know, also sweeping up this now pebble-sized glass all over the sidewalk. And I'm like, alright, cool. So I sweep up all the glass into a pile. And this pile of glass is holding the door open. And I'm like, cool. So now it's not going to fling shut. You know, and, and throw more glass from the edges around. And I had gone up to Walmart like four times that night. Trying to get the right fucking... I had a crowbar hammer i bought a toolbox i got like all these allen wrenches and shit and i was trying to figure out how to get this fucking door because you, you had to have a special tool to get the bolt undone on the top okay and it was so like wonky and it was so cold out it was just like what the fuck there was glass everywhere in the parking lot down the side of the building all over the front sidewalk jesus christ and finally like 2 2 30 somewhere around really early in the morning regional calls back and he's like who the fuck broke the door and we're like it just flew open with the wind when the guy was leaving and he got spooked and ran away and he's like yeah it's pretty windy out all right i'll be there in the morning make sure nobody touches the door take it off the hinge and we're like what do you think we've been trying to fucking do like he's like just clean up the glass you know i'll order a new one and then when they ordered the new door they got that one of those little round stoppers mm-hmm. to gr- grab the frame so it didn't hit the corner of the building anymore <coughs> i miss that place yeah yeah or the time i passed out on shift from a, a, a suspected overdose, they say. I had been taking a bunch of like anxiety meds and stuff, and I took them, and I didn't eat, and then I took my antidepressants, and also didn't eat, and then I was on another antibiotic at the time. And it was a very strong antibiotic. They were like, hey, you might not want to work right now, but if you have to, you have to, we understand. They never told me to, one, take this antibiotic with food, and two, not to take it with anything else. They just said, here you go. And I was like, all right. I get to work. I had taken now my antidepressant, my antipsychotic for my anxiety on the on the way to work. Like I had taken it with my soda or whatever that I was drinking on the way to work. But when I parked the truck, I took the, the um, antibiotic because mm. I was like, I have to take it or I'm going to forget while I'm working. And it was going to be a super busy night. Like it was like Friday night, middle of the summer. And I'm like, all right, you know. And then all of a sudden, I felt like this surge of electricity, like, and I was like, okay, well, I get that sometimes with my, my, you know, anti-anxiety meds. I'm like, whatever. 
So I go in, and instantly, I felt like shit. I was like, oh, fuck. And now I'm, like, dizzy. I'm a little disoriented. Um, I, like, I can't walk straight. Not, like, super intoxicated feeling, but, like, something is wrong, and yeah. I, I don't have any balance. And I'm like, hey, Brandy, like, I need to go to the bathroom. She's like, you look like a fucking ghost. Go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right. And I told her, I was like, this is what I took. You know, nothing unusual. I just haven't eaten. She's like, well, Fred will make you something. Like, he started cooking me while he was cooking for these other people because she knew if I didn't eat, I was just going to be a bitch all night anyways. I went into the bathroom and I locked the door. And as soon as I got, like, to the, the toilet, I dropped to the ground and, like, was leaning against it. As gross as that is for a Waffle House bathroom, that's all I could do to stay awake because I was passing out. And I was, like, leaning on it and I thought for sure I was going to throw up. And I thought for sure I was going to die because I was just like, what the, f my stomach was flipping inside and out. And I felt like I was going to throw up. And it was just, it was violently, like, right. out-of-body experience almost. And I'm like, what the fuck? And the next thing I know, I'm, like, waking up on the floor. I'm like, what the fuck? Full uniform, you know, full apron, everything. And I'm just on the floor, like, uh. But I had enough, like, consciousness and level in my head that I was able to stand up. And I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. I'm going to be fine. The nausea's passed. Everything's going to be all right. And by the time I stood up and washed my hands, because yuck, you don't want to touch people's food with that. I washed my hands. I straightened up my outfit. I was like, all right, I'm good. I don't feel very good, but we're going to get through this. You know, I got to rush tonight. I got bills to pay. Like, let's just fucking do it. I unlocked the bathroom door, walked out the bathroom. And I don't know if you've ever been to the Waffle House in Concord. Mm -hmm. So you know how there's like that mini hallway where the bathrooms are? And then there's that one door on the right. I think you took me to uh, Waffle House. I think I did. I think I took you there once. There's a, wall, a door on the right across mm. in the bathrooms, and that goes into the back room of the kitchen where the ice maker and everything is. And uh, I got through that door. Brandy took one look at me. She was in the back room. She's like, outside now. And I was like, what? And as soon as I turned to go open the back door, I fell out the door because I was pushing it open. I fell out the door onto two crates, like empty milk crates on the curb and passed out. The next thing I know... My buddy Brian and his ex Matt were heaving me up by my my arms and throwing me into the Taurus <laughs> to get me to the hospital because they're like, "What the fuck?" They had just shown up and parked next to my truck and they were coming to see us mm. and they were like, "What the fuck?" So they heaved me up. Matt's driving the Taurus and he's he's like, "Tara, come on, stay awake." Tara, what's wrong? What did you take? Tara, what's wrong? What's going on? And I'm like, I didn't take anything. I just, I don't feel good and I want to go to sleep. And they're like, fuck, here we go. And they thought it was an overdose. They mm. thought I was doing drugs again. But really, it was just whatever I took between my my medicine that I took daily and then an antibiotic, something was not kosher. Like, I woke up and the next thing I knew, I was sitting in Giaga emergency room and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, well... Did I throw up? Because I feel like I did. I'm empty. And they're like, um, we just shot you with a bunch of saline and a couple other things. They were like trying to make sure that I didn't die. And then they told me that it was because I was trying to poop too hard that I passed out. And I was like, no. I, I was in the bathroom at one point, but I didn't poop. That's <laughs> how Elvis went. Like, it's all no, the greats go. Yeah, I'm like, there's no squish in my pants. So there's obviously no squish I didn't. in my pants. <laughs> obviously, I'd, you know what I did? I left that hospital and went back to work. Worked a whole shift. The only... Whatever it was they gave me flushed it out of my system. The only, like... I peed a lot. 
the only medical <laughs> the only medical store I ever had uh, from my time working at GameStop was well I got two I got one from GameStop and then one from Aero Machine. The GameStop one was fun. So I I this was after Josh had left. Josh had already quit and gone on to Progressive and, and all okay. that shit. So Poor soul. uh yeah. So my buddy Dana, who is a diabetic, mm-hmm. had called me. I was on my way home from work, and I this this was on a Thursday. Because I remember because the next day was like really good. And then the rest of the day was complete horse shit. So he calls me. He's like, hey, man, what are you doing? And I said, I'm on my way home from work. Why? What's up? And he goes, listen, Danny doesn't have me scheduled with anyone today. And my blood sugar is starting to fucking tank. And I'm not feeling good right now. And I'm like, I'll, I'll fucking be there. And I, I told him, I'm like, just give me like 20 minutes. Let me go home, shower, change, and I'll be up. Mm-hmm. So I get up there, he goes in the back, eats, takes care of himself and shit like that. Now, when Danny took over for the store, we told him that you can't schedule Dana by himself because he is a diabetic and he has to watch his uh, his blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So if it tanks and he has to go and take care of it, somebody has to be up here you know, with him so that the fucking store doesn't get robbed. Pretty simple, right? So we tell him that. Everybody tells him that. And he goes and doesn't schedule him with, with anybody. We're like, okay, so this dude is just grade A stupid, which just is cool. He's a grade A asshole. That, too. that and he's just dumb. Like, he cared way too much about the numbers and way too much about work. Like, he cared more about, like, the numbers that he got versus, yeah. like, the people that worked there. Because we made that fucking store the way it was, you know? So, and Danny and I had some, had some other issues, too. Um, so... I go and I work with Dana and he's like, all right, I think I'm good. And by the time like he had gotten himself all kosher and shit, it was like six, seven o'clock. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to stay mm-hmm. like, there's no point in me leaving. So I figured, well, fuck, I'll just stay, you know, today and then just not work tomorrow. Yeah. That way somebody else could take my shift because Danny was getting real anal with the with like scheduling the hours and shit like that and divvying it up. Like yeah. he, he wanted to make sure that every, like everybody had enough hours and then nobody was overworking and like taking hours away from anybody, especially me considering that I was like the most part-time guy they had, you know, I couldn't open, but I could close the next day I come in and, and Danny's there and he's trying to be all like upsetty spaghetti, man, I'm, I'm mad. Bleh. This dude looked like a shrunken down um, virgin version of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. Oh my God. Um, total douche, total yeah. total tool bag. So he goes, Phil, can I can I talk to you in the back? And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. I'm gonna get my asshole re- licked. I mean, reamed by uh, this guy. <laughs> so we go in the back, and he goes, why uh, why'd you work yesterday? I said, well, I had to work to fix your screw up. What are you talking about? I said, Danny, do you remember what we all collectively told you when you started here? You cannot schedule Dana by himself. He is a diabetic. If his blood sugar tanks, he can fucking die. We told you that. We made it as easy as possible to understand that. And you you said you wrote it in crayon. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ. There, There literally was no other way that we could have made it any simpler for this man. Unless we made a sign and and put it on the wall, you know. So we uh we well he started going, Well, you know, you took hours away from somebody. I'm like, 
Well, then give them my shift today. I'll go home. That's fine. I don't care. I, I pulled my hours for the week. That's fine. Yeah. And he started getting shitty with me. I said, Danny, let me tell you something. I said, you don't get to just kind of run your mouth like you're doing to me now. I said, it doesn't work that way. I said, we told you that you can't let him work by himself. We've explained it to you hand over fist time and time again. And it's like, you just kind of either don't care or you don't listen. I said, so if you want to talk to Eric Schaefer, our district manager as to why you made this man work by himself. When even Eric knows that he's not supposed to work by himself, be my guest. Cause I would love to be on that conference call. So Eric can ream you a new ass. And I walked out thinking that was it. I was going to be fired. And I ended up not losing my job. Sadly. Well, Weeks are going by, months are going by. Danny's still there. He's still an an incredible tool bag. Yeah. Well, now he's doing what's called a store reset. Now, I don't know if they ever had those at at AutoZone where you have to change the entire layout of the store. Mm -hmm. And did you guys get a book of like the promotional shit that you had to put Mm -hmm. up, posters and garbage? Every Flexigram had that. Okay. So that's what we had to do. We would get a book of, okay, this has to go up here. These have to go out. Da 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 da. So Danny got uh, okayed from the district manager to redo the entire store. Okay. So what the store looked like now is not what the store used to look like when I was there. So he was ripping walls down, putting up new shelving units and all that stuff. And it, it like it worked. Okay. Now Danny was there from 7am to about five, five, six o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. He was doing all of this stuff and taking care of customers until somebody else came in and somebody else usually came in with them around eight, nine o'clock. And then they would be with them either all day or up until seven, eight o'clock. And then, you know, whatever. So Danny had made it a point right before I left, like uh, maybe a couple of months, maybe about two months before I left, he made it a point to make as much garbage in the back as possible. Oh my God. Trash bags. I mean, pieces of like wall that he threw out and all this other garbage. And he also made it a point not to like put it because we had a we had stolen a shopping cart that we used to take our trash out, which we weren't allowed to do. But fuck it, we're GameStop. We do what we want. Yeah. So every day, and I'm sure you had it at, at AutoZone too. You had to hit certain goals for like sales and shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the same thing. This man expected me to hit my goals and take out all the garbage, but he wouldn't take any of it out. So it's like, okay, I just spent, I have six hours to work. I just spent two and a half hours taking out all the garbage. I now have, you know, three and a half hours to meet my goal. I'm not going to do it. He's going to get pissed. I'm going to get mad and I'm going to end up ripping his face off. I don't want to do that. So the last day before, um, it, it was, it, it was actually my friend Dom's last day. I came in and I told Dom, I said, you know what? I swear to God, if I walk back there and there's a bunch of garbage, I'm going to be pissed and I'm going to have words with this fat man. I walked back, I opened the door and you would have went into the fetal position if you would have seen how just disgustingly unorganized it was back there. Yeah. And I just looked at it and just rage and I'm like, oh, you fat bastard. Oh, we're we're going at it. So he, I, I asked him, I'm like, well, what time are you leaving? He goes, I'm leaving at five. So, okay, so about four o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, um, he got on a conference call. And while he was on the call, he was muted. And I said, hey, when you're done with this, don't leave. I have to talk to you. He goes, okay. Well, the little fat bastard tried sneaking out after the call. 
but he had to go through the front door because the back door would have set off an alarm. Mm-hmm. So he's got his bag and all this shit. I'm like, hey, 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 I want to, I want to talk to you. I got something pretty important I want to talk to you about. And he goes, yeah, sure. So we go walking in the back, and he, uh, the way our doors worked is we had, to, we had, the, the, we propped the door open, and then we had this big roll of plastic that we would put in front of the door as like a stop. Yeah. Well, he did that just in case, like if I went nuclear and like fucking strangled him, somebody would be able to go, oh my god, that man's committing a crime, arrest him. So Danny walks in the back. I walk in behind him and I kick the thing of plastic out of the way and I shut the door. And he goes, oh, is, is everything okay? I said, no, Danny, it's not. I said, for the last two months, you've been treating me like I'm your fucking trash goblin. You've been making this mess back here and leaving it for me. And then you expect me to still hit my numbers and make my goals and all that other happy horse shit like you've already talked to me about once. No, twice you've already talked to me about it. Even though I told you, well, when you leave two and a half hours worth of garbage, how the hell am I supposed to make a, make a, an outrageous goal that nobody can hit except you? And he goes, well, it's, you know, it's pretty manageable. I said it would be pretty fucking manageable if you could get it in the trash can. It would also be pretty fucking manageable if you could help me throughout the day, like take some out. He goes, well, I have to be here to manage the store. I'm like, so you mean to tell me? That at 8 o'clock when the mall opens, you have a line out the door of GameStop helping people get their games. I said, you're full of shit. I know you're full of shit. You're doing this because you and I have already gotten into it once. I said, now, this is how this is going to work. I'm not the maintenance guy here. If you want me to be more of the trash gobbler or the maintenance guy, then you're going to start paying me like the maintenance guy. You... We'll talk to the district manager and you will talk to him about giving me a raise. Cause I was making like eight something. Okay. And I'm like, and he goes, well, you know, a raise I could, I probably couldn't get. And I said, okay, well, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, you're going to talk to the district manager. You're going to get me $10 an hour. I said, cause again, if you want me to keep coming in on my days off and doing all this other happy horse shit that I was doing for you, I'm being compensated for my time. That's how it works. I said, you have a week. You have one week from today to find out if I'm getting my money. I said, now you're not leaving. You're going to stay here and you're going to help me take all this garbage out. And Dom can attest to this. Danny put his bag down and stayed for another hour and a half and helped me take all that garbage out. And he didn't get out of there till like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Good. And I told Dan, I told Dom, I'm like, I will not let that fat prick screw me over like this. Fast forward a week. And Danny had been avoiding me basically all week, except like when I really saw him and I was cordial to him. I'm like, Hey man, how's it going? Friday shows up. He's trying to sneak out again. I say, Hey, did you, uh, did you get a chance to talk to, you know, district? He goes, well, and I'm like, I, no, see, I told you I needed a week. It It's a week. He goes, well, let's go in the back. He goes, all right. So they want to promote you and make you a second key. Like, okay. They can't do that. Because I'm part-time. I can't open. I can close, but I can't open. And I'm usually with somebody who's a key holder anyway, so it would be pointless to make me a key. He goes, well, they would either have to make you a key, make you full-time, or you can't get your money. I said, well, I'm not allowed to be a key holder. I've already went through that with you. He goes, well, and I said, so I'm not getting my money? And he goes, no, there's nothing I can do about it. So, okay. All right, well, then Monday's my last day. And he's just like, wait, what? And I'm like, well, Monday's my last day. You're not even going to put in two weeks? I said, no, I gave you a week to do, you know, to do what I asked. I said, in a week, if you couldn't get something simple like that done, 
then you don't need me here, obviously. So over the next two days, don't expect shit out of me. And I walked out. Sitting there and I'm people are coming in. And uh, the, the last Sunday, I, the last Saturday I worked with him, he, he was working with me. And people are coming in. I'm just, I'm playing on my phone. I'm texting people. I'm, I'm getting parties ready to go, like, you know, for playing games later and shit like that. And, uh, like, I, I don't think I sold maybe a controller all day. Hmm. They're like, yeah, could you, uh, I'm looking for a game. I said, yeah, it should be on that wall over there, bud. Right back to my phone. I didn't take trash out, nothing. I just left all that shit there. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. Monday, later, I'm out. Hmm. Never went back. We all ended up, because once Josh left, we all started abandoning yeah. ship, you know. Um, Dom left, and then Dana. Croy was the last person to leave. He and hates you, Croy. I love you, Croy. <laughs> I still hate you. And oh. uh, Croy was the last guy to leave, but before we left, we all signed uh, the wall in the back where we kept the consoles because we had a little closet and we would keep them in there. So we all went in there with magic markers and we'd sign the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the store number 0174. And we had everybody who worked there's name on it. And mine, because I don't know if I ever told you this, I'm a, I'm a huge um, prick mm-hmm. and I have an ego the size of a... Tr- don't mm-hmm, me, goddamn. Oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> on the wall, as big as I could... Spanning almost the entire thing, I put my hiring date and the day that I quit. And I went, you know, Phil McTie, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we've been great. Thank you for your service. That was it. Big, bold fucking magic marker on the wall. All the shit. Everybody is like over here, like little thing over here. Nah, fuck that. I'm stop graffitiing <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> Turns out when uh, the, the next guy that took over after Danny... He had seen it and was like, oh, I can't believe they would do that. And he fucking painted over the wall. No, oh, what a dick. I was like, ah, oh, you fucking tool. Oh, well. But I don't know if he's still there. He might be. Dane, if you're listening to this, you're a greaseball. I hate you. Ew. Ew. Yeah. So he's out good. of all the jobs you've had, which one was your favorite? GameStop. Which one was your least favorite? All of them, but GameStop. <laughs> no, um... Probably Cortec. Yeah? Cortec was nice because it was, like, it paid well, and it was weekly pay, not this bi-weekly bullshit that I'm on. I'm weekly paid. I hate you. I know. The, like, only literally the only reason why I didn't like Cortec is because it just drained me. It was one of those soul-draining jobs? Yeah. It's, yeah. like, the like it, the work wasn't hard. Like, it, like, you didn't need to be a rocket surgeon mm-hmm. to do this shit. Rocket surgeon. It's just that it... It's like I kind of started feeling like how you did, like this is my this is my life now. This yep. is what I have to do. I have to do this. I can't. I'm not allowed to feel like shit. And the same thing. Everybody was like, "Dude, you look like shit. Dude, you don't look good. Are you okay? No, fuck no. I'm not okay. I'm tired. I'm I'm sleep deprived. I I feel like garbage. I my sinuses are clogged up from this fucking dust in this building. It's like, like if Panther. If I burn my hand on those fucking nozzles one more time, I'm going to start, I'm going to slam my balls in a, in a uh, waffle iron and scream obscenities at the top of my lungs. That sounds about right. That's how it was at Pantera for me. I just, I couldn't do it. I was there for it. like two years and it, we, I, I was in the blow molding. So I was dealing with the hot plastic and, and you know, the flamers, the fl- literal flamethrowers we had to use on these parts and, 
and all the little pieces and bits of scrap metal and, and scrap plastic and dealing with the weeps on top of the presses and burning the shit out of myself left and right and constant 12-hour days. And I was just like, come on. I hated it. I hated it so much. It was, it was fun at first because I was able to beat all the numbers. And people were like, you need to slow down. And I was like, you need to speed up. You right. know, like, come at my pace. This is the only way I could get through a day. It was just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking fly. And But the people and the atmosphere and the morale was so draining. Yeah. I was like, I cannot wait to get out of here. See, the people Days I worked... I would cry because I hated my job The so people much. I worked with on second, they were great. Yeah. I loved them. They were like, Mary, the quality lady. She still texts me from time to time. Aww. Larry... Uh, I I'd love that guy. He was he was a fucking hoot. Mm-hmm. He would just come up and be like, "Dude, do you want to see somebody getting hit by a car?" You know, because like, what the fuck? Well, he was into those um, uh, what do you call it? those like those what like live leak? Oh, okay, you know, where yeah. you like actually see an accident and shit. But we talk about horror movies. We talk about sports a little bit and shit like that. And it was just it was a cool atmosphere. It was super fun. The only thing I didn't like about it is when I first started working there, I was severely depressed. Oh. Like, I, excuse I yeah, excuse me. I, I kept the Cortec job because I felt like my life had nothing outside of work. Like, I didn't want to be at home because then I'd be alone with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, I I actually ended up, like I, I started smoking oh. because of that. And I was going through a pack a day. And this is coming, this was from a novice smoker, somebody who didn't smoke ever. Like, I had smoked a cigar or two, but when I was working there, the first, like, I think it was like my first or second go round through Cortec, I was doing like a pack of menthols a day. Ugh. Newports. A low key on a cigarette right now. No. I know, I'm trying to quit again. But I mean, just like, and I was depressed. I was so fucking just. I'm driving home. I'd have my radio off. I got... the fuck is the point, man? <sighs> fuck it. Mm-hmm. Give me another one. You know, I'd go through two, and it's ten minutes to get home. You know? And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I... The one night I did it, Ow. and I had... I killed the pack, and I bought another pack, and I'm like, nope. nope. I, just, I just crumpled the whole fucking thing up and just threw it out, and I'm like, I can't... I can't do this. And then it was like a week later. I'm like, yeah, I got, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't let it get you. <laughs> I, I can attest to that. <laughs> like, it wasn't even the smoking. It was just the work. Yeah, like, because it drives you to do shit like that to feel something. I was like, fucking hell, man. This is awful. It's like sleeping in my truck. That's I, I at one point stopped quitting or stopped smoking mm. because I was working so much. I could not take a break anyway. So I was like, fuck it. Just leave them there. I'll smoke one later. And right. it's just like and you just when, never did. But when when I had my slow nights at Waffle House, that's what we did. We we had our own little thing where we were like smoke break. Smoke break. Community smoke. Like every time the store would empty. Community smoke from the back room. And we'd all put on our coats and hustle outside and huddle up like little fucking penguins in front of the door. That way we could see if somebody was coming in the parking lot or not. And we'd be sitting there smoking. Two, three, four, five cigarettes at a time just because we had the chance to smoke. And we knew as soon as that store filled back up at 2 a.m., we weren't going to get outside till 4.30. No matter how fucking cold it was, mm. no matter how hot it was, if the wind was blowing, if it was raining, anything. We were out there, huddled up like fucking penguins, the three of us. 
And occasionally we'd have a customer that would come out and smoke with us. Like mm. I was dating a guy at one point that would not let me work without him sitting at the high bar all night. Because he didn't want guys hitting on me, even though it's part of the job being a waitress. Like you have to hit on your customers every once in a while to make more money. Right. Kind of a thing. Especially the drunk guys that come from the bar and they're looking for something. It's like, hey, come back at 7 a.m., you know? Not that I really want to go home with them, but it's how oh, he made an extra 15 bucks every table, okay? Well, he hated it. And, he, you know, he would be out there smoking with us. But I mean, I've got a video on my Snapchat of, like, Fred sliding across the parking lot covered in snow with bagels in his arm. Like, it's crazy shit, you know? But it's just, oh. I have a video, uh, I think John sent it to me. Uh, we used to sell at one point at GameStop. We stopped selling games. We started selling like collectibles. We still sold games, but the most of our stuff was like uh, t-shirts and stupid toys and shit. Five Nights at Freddy's. I can't fucking tell you how many times I've had somebody come in going, I'm looking for uh, Freddy Fazbear. Can you help me find... Get out of my store. Yeah. Get fuck away from me. Well, we had these two metal water bottles and they sounded like gongs when you hit them <laughs> together. So Dom would hang them like this. And he'd fucking hit the the bottoms and he would go one um bing two um bing Oh my god, you come, sent me that video. Come village pray. Bing Well, I'm I'm standing behind the counter and I'm making it look like I'm on my phone and Dom goes and grabs the thing and he clacks them together and I drop my I drop to my knees, I put my hands up and, and all you hear is two um Ding, wham, and then both of my hands smashed down <laughs> onto the counter. And he's like, come, Bilaj, pray. I hit him again, and my hands go back up, but my head was still down. Um, I made the uh, the witch's brew stick. With all the flashlights. That was great. <laughs> that was amazing. That was, that was when Amanda knew she was in the wrong jungle, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Just turn them all on. She's like, ew, what are you doing? I'm like, evil white woman, you cannot be here. <laughs> and then God just making these god-awful noises. I don't know how that registered on the... Uh, um, loud. Yeah. Well, spiked. <laughs> yes. My God. Spiky. Spiky boy. Spiky boy. But yeah, work was a work was a trial. I like do you like your job now? Eh, it's all right. That's how I feel about mine sometimes. I mean, I like what I do. You know, because I'm I work in the back. I work with my uncle. I do, do push a broom for eight hours. No. Snapchat me. No, I used to. When we were slow, that's what I would do. But, like, I work Just with... Shut up. I work with, like, a lot of prototypes. You know, I can... I make stuff, which is cool. I made you your little heart. Yeah. Fell asleep with that in my hand, by the way, last night. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Well, good. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad something I, I toiled and, and worked on in secret for, like, four and a half hours... <laughs> It's not that it took me that long to do it. It's like I had to do it in bursts. Like, okay, nobody's around. All right, nobody's s- around. Got to work on a little bit. Got it. Got to sand this corner. Got to like, you know, make it look like a heart. <laughs> I went through like two little blocks of stainless steel to make that. Oh. Not blocks. We had a, uh, we had parts that came in that were stainless steel, and sometimes they wouldn't get the. Uh, they would have holes, and the holes would be like this big, and sometimes they wouldn't get cut all the way out. Yeah. So I puncture them like I'd, I'd cut them the rest away the and then put in and uh hit them out and then i would go and hide them in my locker mm. so i'm like i'm gonna make i'm gonna make babe something yeah that's <laughs> yeah it'll be cool and i drew a little heart and i'm like nah it looks like shit 
And I drew another one. I'm like, yeah, that'll work. And then I cut it and sanded it down. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh, way to go, asshole. You made a triangle because I fucking made the, I didn't make the, the ends rounded. So, yeah. Next to my cords that you got for me, yeah. got back for me, whatever. That's probably one of my favoriteest gifts. That heart you made. It, it stays in my wallet. It goes Cause, everywhere with Because I made that with my heart. No, I bet you made that with metal tools. And, like, maybe two or three 80-grit sandpaper discs. True. Yee. Yee. Hey, Tara. Hey, Phil. What are you most grateful for? Oh, fuck. I'm not a grateful person today. <laughs> I'm grateful that you brought me dinner. I'm grateful that I get to see you. I'm grateful that I got to fucking sleep today. I slept from 3.30 last night until 5.30 this evening. <laughs> Good. You needed it. Yeah, obviously. What's something that you're grateful for? Most greatest full for. Don Tequilas. Don Tequila. And the fact that I get to sit here and do this with you. As you say every week. And I'm like, you know why I say that every week? Why? I'll tell you why I say that every week. Because I can. Okay. That's fine. I'm no. just going to pick on you. <laughs> I, st- <laughs> I say it every week because it's it's really cool that I get to, I get to do a podcast with you. And we get to share our fucked up stories of our life and all this fun stuff and it's super cool and it just means that i get free scones i mean i'm definitely gonna make scones more often please because goddamn these are good <laughs> i'm gonna have to get a mixer though I kinda, i'll get you a mixer i kind of regret giving up my my kitchen aid to my friend but i wasn't using it i'd used it once in like two years so i mean i'll get you a new one what's something you're very proud of the fact that I uh, am going back to school. Yeah. I'm very proud that I I sat down and made the conscious decision. No, goddammit, I have to do this. Yeah. And it wasn't even like... I didn't do it because everybody was like, oh, you should go back to school. You should go... No, fuck that. You know? Like, that's, that's why I think you and I work so well together. Because you've had your, you know, from what I can gather, you've had a lot of people in your life telling you that you have to do this, 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 and this, and then you believe them, mm-hmm. and then you do it, and then you sit there and go, and you wonder why you're miserable because you're exhausted, or this isn't working out, or this, that, and the other thing. Me, I've had five or six people over the years, probably more than that, because I don't numbers very well, Yeah. but I've had multiple people telling me, go back to school. Go back to school. It's not about them. It's not about whether or not they want me to go back to school. It's whether or not I want to go back to school. Yeah. And what I want to go back to school for. I'm not going to go to school and waste my time getting a degree in something that I'm never going to pursue. That'd be like me going and getting a a degree in sociology and psychology, even though I'm never going to pursue a a psychological or sociological um, career. Yeah. I never would because that's something that's not I'm not interested in enough. But I chose support IT analyst because I like working on computers. I like working on this stuff. I like being able to be depended on when somebody goes, "Hey man, this thing isn't working. Do you, you know, do you think you can fix it?" Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then I can help them. 
And then what makes it better is that I can, I, I have this small thing of, I don't want people who don't know a lot about computers to feel bad that they don't know a lot about computers. I don't want people to feel like they're stupid because they don't know a lot of, a lot about computers. Not everybody does. And that's perfectly okay. That's why people work in support IT. So we can help people that don't understand what's going on with their computer or what's going on with their TV or what's going on with their cell phone. My uncle. It's something you enjoy greatly. Yeah. I like helping people that don't know what they're doing. And it's not like me going, oh, this guy's an idiot. I could fix it. No, no. He genuinely doesn't know. And he's letting himself be vulnerable to ask for help. And I respect that. And I'm going to help him. I'm not going to sit here and mock him. See, I think that's very important, especially when it comes to kids that are like 17, 18 years old trying to figure out if they want to go to college or not. If you don't know what you're interested in or what you like to do, mm-hmm. and all you've done is play football or or been on the, the academic team, like if you don't really know what you like to do and do a lot of, how are you supposed to figure out what you want to go to school for? You're just putting these kids in debt. Exactly. In my opinion, anyway. See, now somebody in your case, where you've, you know, you've been around working and, and, and having a schedule and, and you've, you've kind of pieced together your likes of things. Like, you like to help people. You like, you know, working in electronics. You like um, dealing with the computer stuff. You, you know what you like to do now. And you, you've kind of cultivated the, those skills and, and taken that and gone, okay, I think I want to make a career out of this. Mm. You know, that, that to me is very, more important then, well, I just have to go to school because somebody said I do. Right. Because that's what my guidance counselor... No, if I did everything my guidance counselor told me to do, (laughs) Jesus Christ, uh, I don't know where I'd be, but I damn sure wouldn't be here. Yeah. And the other thing about it, too, is I'm looking forward to a life, you know, that's... Like, I'm looking forward to a life with you, and Mm -hmm. I want a life that's not necessarily easy, but I want a life that it's going to be easier, that it's not that you know, we're not going to have to come home from working at our factory jobs and then getting pissed off at the other one because my feet hurt, but not as much as yours. But you think you do more than me? No, I don't want that. I don't want to retire from working in manual labor. That's mm-hmm. that's something I've never like. I like what I do, and yeah. it's okay for people to do that. It's just not your life calling. Right. It's not what you want to do. And and that it's certainly not taking anything away from people that do you know, have manual labor positions and that do make careers out of that and then retire from that kind of job. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that because those are jobs that need to be filled. Mm -hmm. You know, my job needs to be filled and it will be because computers are going to keep evolving and there's going to be stuff that needs to be learned. And, you know, so we don't have like a Terminator type situation. And that's fine. I will go and I will put myself through school. I will learn how to do coding. I will learn how to do this and that and the other thing. And that's fine. I want to do that because one, I want to make, I want to make it a career that I know I'm going to be able to have a job for life Mm -hmm. because I want to be able to support you and me and our 300 wiener dogs. Yes. And 302. And our, uh, and the birds. The crows. And the Komodo dragon. And the snack. And the snack. But mostly the Komodo dragon. I'm working so fucking hard <laughs> to get a Komodo dragon in the States. Ugh. Jesus. 
going to happen. That's like I always knew I wanted to be a teacher, but I never really settled on a subject. You know, I want, you want to be a gym teacher. Yeah, I want to be a lesbian gym teacher, but hey. So, no, I actually jumped from I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher to an art teacher to an English teacher to an art teacher. I was an art teacher for a very long time. And then it's gone back to like, oh no, I want to I want to teach like first grade mm. or like elementary school, you know, the basics of learning. And then now it's like, well, I do really enjoy insert subject, so why couldn't I teach that? Maybe I want to be a professor, you know, and it's things like that. So I'm really glad I didn't start where I thought I wanted to be when I got out of high school because I was going to be an architect mm. and an engineer. Oh, God. You'd be a tool. I hate math a lot. Me too. <laughs> it's all math. A lot. It's all math. Stay in school, don't do drugs. Or you'll end up like me. Stay in school, don't do drugs, uh, wear a mask. Wash your fucking hands, you filthy monkeys. Social distancing. Social distance, uh, six feet, seven, um, if you want, but no less than six. You know what I'm really proud of? What? I'm proud of you. Aw. Proud of you, too. Yee. Come a long way. I mean, I got a ways to go, but yee. Well, you've come a long way since I met you. Yeah, true. A whole 20 minutes from Willoughby to Batesville. <laughs> <laughs> How many times, though? Too many. Oh. But it's mostly to go to that place next door. True. If I could, like, switch the numbers and, like, come here more than there, yeah, that I would I'd be You'd okay be sick with. of me. Never. Sick. Oh. Yeah. That was the greatest. That was so... Oh my god, that that made everything about Friday the best. Just because. The guy immediately seen the shirt and he's like, yeah, Guar! And he's walking away. Sick of you! <laughs> and I'm like, oh god, they're still out there! Oh god. Beautiful. Yes, anyway, do you have anything else, Phil? I got nothing. I got nothing. Alright. Alright, let, let's, let's end this shit. Let's end this shit so I can... Scrunch out the dollar twenty four and go get me a diet coke. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>